0: If you find value in what we do and you'd like to support the podcast, go to coffee.com. that's ko com forward slash alone, or you can go to com forward slash support us to find out more. Thank you. Hi, I'm Rebecca Gallardo, the host of Alone in a Room with Invisible People. I'm here today with author and teacher Holly Lyle, and today's topic is actually a question from a listener, a you know, member of the com, And the question is, hey, guys, love the podcast. I find myself using the excuse, quote, but I haven't finished my outline, quote, to avoid writing. Other writers do multiple drafts of their outline before starting a book. But I should be writing every day. How do I write if I don't have an outline? Um, yeah. (laughs) Holly?
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, (laughs) This is one of those situations where writers... Do something that is not working for them, and they think that because this is what others writers do, that it's the way to do it, so you have to do it that way, and that just ain't so. Um, if you
0: what's weird, I was just gonna say, I mean, hell, I've we have both learned that doing something that you know worked for you in the past doesn't even always work, right? So, there's no There's no reason to do something that somebody else always does if it doesn't work. And I think the
1: definition of does not work for you is if you are stuck on the outline and not getting to your writing. So first off, let go of the fact that the outline has to be done before you write. Uh, And then what we're going to do is go over some things that you can do instead.
0: Because what is
1: this actually a symptom of? uh, This is a symptom of procrastination. It's, yeah, yeah, and it's also um, occasionally a symptom of perfectionism where your mind has adapted to the concept that all writers write outlines and then they write the book. And I have done it with, I've done it without, I've done it with partial outlines. Uh, I have written a hell of a lot of books and I have written them in a bunch of different ways. And there is no one true way to do this. There isn't even one true way for you to do this that will work every time. There just isn't.
0: And there isn't one true way to do an outline. No. I mean, you can look at one person who does like a synopsis and they call that their outline for the book. You can Mm. look at somebody who just writes like a couple of words per scene or somebody who writes these paragraphs per scene.
1: Yeah. One paragraph per scene, which just damn near killed me. It took all of the fun and all of the spontaneity out of the writing and made me hate it. And if I hadn't just realized, well, hey, I have to do these for my editors, but I don't have to fucking use them afterwards, um, <laughs> I would have quit writing. So, yeah. so, okay, so let's look at some of the things you can do. Um, first off, realize that you have better ideas about the story you're writing as you're actually writing the story. Uh, Becky and I can both tell you that as we're writing along all of a sudden we have these beautiful inspirational moments where just it's like lightning goes off and you go oh my god i can do this with that and then i can take it over to this other thing and it will make my villain meaner and my hero stronger and my heroine sexier (laughs) and all of everything is going to work better because of this idea that i only thought of because i was actually writing the story at the time
0: yeah, so, and and that's one of those things, areas where people go back and they try to fix the story sometimes. Oh, you know God, what I mean? If it's, yes. If it's a change from whatever outline you've written or if it's a change from the previous book, we've talked about this before, don't mm-hmm. revise. Just put a note in it. Put, like Holly says, it's like bracket, TC, mm-hmm. hyphen, and then put it in there. And then just let it stay there and then act as if it's been there the entire time. Exactly. But, that shit pops up in your head all the time. I mean, even through revision, uh-huh. you you have those blindingly, like, euphoric moments, basically. Yeah, working
1: on the revision of Dead Man's Party this week, I had some of that. Where it was just all of a sudden, I've got the two, my, my main character and a new sidekick, uh, and I suddenly realized, oh my God, this is how I can do the thing that I have to do that makes the book get the title that it has, which is Dead Man's Party. And it was just out of nowhere. It was perfect. Nice, yeah. Yeah. So you, you gotta love moments like that. And the only way you get them is if you are writing the book at the time. Because your muse, once you start writing the actual fiction, is gonna start playing a whole lot harder and being a whole lot happier. Yeah. Okay, so the second thing if you must do an outline well you know i do i do actually recommend a certain amount of outlining um part of that is what i call a provisional outline where you write eh, three to five scenes ahead where you and uh, when i say outline in this case i really mean uh, protagonist versus antagonist in setting with a twist. Uh, I go into big detail on this in the plot clinic, but
0: uh, we have another episode. Yeah, where, where we talk would... about all of this, especially a more recent episode. If you guys go back to how to write twists, mm-hmm. we cover all of this. You Thanks, know... I had forgotten what episode it was. Well, we cover the p- packs in a lot of episodes, but yeah. versus, by the way, for folks who haven't heard any of those is conflict.
1: Yeah all right Um, so then you just work a few scenes ahead you just do a very short sentence for each of those scenes and every once in a while you revisit what you've got and you say well you know do I need to add anything else to this do I have any more ideas and as you have ideas while you're writing the story you go ahead and add them into the outline a few scenes at a time. You don't stress out about it. You don't make it this hill that you have to die on. It's just you build the book as you go. And at the moment where your muse says, oh, my God, I know how this has to end, be sure you remember to write that one down right then. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, you can, in fact,
0: forget these moments of brilliance if you don't get them into your, onto your page. Um, some, some people know the ending before they, they write And I know that you always say that you always have a vague ending it's, and then they all die (laughs) or you have a vague better idea and then it changes for you. Some people actually seem to write towards an ending. They get this amazing ending idea. And so if that's the way you work, include that in your outline, just put the ending on on a sheet of paper somewhere that where you can see and having that goal, having very small, you know, steps towards it will, you know, make it easier.
1: Yeah, and that is again the perfect example of there is no one true way to do this. Yeah. Because my the I can come up with endings. At the beginning I will have some sort of an and sometimes it is actually not a half bad ending, but it is never the right ending. I never find the right ending until i have written most of the book and sometimes i am on like the next to the last chapter when all of a sudden it just clicks and i understand what has to happen but some people yeah do they have this beautiful ending i don't think in good endings Mm-mm. they just that, that's just not the way my brain works my brain has to trip over them from little toys that i've left all over the floor writing the book and all of a sudden everything comes together and it goes holy crap that's awesome yeah yeah no one true way. All right. So the next thing is that you can outline just one scene ahead. And with this, you might want to to actually do a slightly longer outline, maybe uh, three or four sentences in which you say, okay, well, this person is going to do this. And then this person is going to do this. And this is the thing that they want to achieve. And this is the obstacle that they have to overcome. And then after you have written that, then you kind of work from the obstacle that they had to overcome, or the thing that was the, they were struggling with, and then you you know sit down and just figure out the next thing that you think you want to write. And when you your brain says, "But I don't want to do that," I have something yeah. better.
0: Listen to listen. it. Listen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause your right brain is really really good at doing amazing things. It just has to have you listen to it when it tells you that it wants to do something different than what you planned. And with these longer outlines, what you are frequently doing is creating a board against which to bounce better ideas as you actually write the real chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so then we have a fourth thing, which is you can always ask yourself the following question, and you might want to pause... Uh, and write this down so, you know, if you need to pause now to get a piece of paper and a pen, go ahead and do that, uh, and then just come back. Otherwise, here is the question. What am I afraid of that's preventing me from writing the story? And this is frequently the problem behind not being able to finish the outline, is that there is something in the story that you want to write That scares you. And it's not, oh my God, this is a scary, scary thing that I have to write. It is that you don't think that you are good enough as a writer to write it, or that you don't think that it's the kind of story your mom would like to read, or that you don't think it's uh, appropriate for the age group to which you're writing it, in which case you might be writing for the wrong
0: audience. Or it yeah, might, it, it might be like you've never finished anything before. Why is this one different? Right, that's it a big one. It might be people not supporting you, and and of course that leaks into your your own brain and self conscious and self uh, self esteem, and it it could be just the fact that you don't feel you know how to do it correctly as well. Mm-hmm. And like we're saying, there is no one true way.
1: Right. There's something That made me think of something that I just want to throw in here. I did an article called One True Enemy. Go to the show notes because Becky is going to link the article. And if you are not getting support from the people from whom you think you should be getting
0: support, you really, really need to read this. Yeah. I remember that one. It was. It was a very... It was a very good article. Yeah.
1: it's It was when I was because, not
0: getting support. It was this was the thing that got me through. Yeah. And not everybody goes through that, but Holly definitely went through it in quite an um, overwhelming way.
1: <laughs> so, yeah.
0: yeah. And I know other people are going through that, too. I fortunately... Um, there have been people who haven't supported me. There have been people who have mocked me. But at the same time, the most important me- people, it's that, that little cliched quote, the people who matter won't mind, the the people who mind won't matter. That's um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And the people who mattered to me are the ones who supported me. And anyone who you know, speaks with any sort of condescending, condescension or mocking tones, they just don't matter. There you go. You know? Yeah. But it's, it's, there's a lot of reasons why you could be procrastinating. One of them in, and I'm not saying that this is the specific person who is writing this question, but I'm saying one of them could be something we've spoken about before. And it is the, you should be a writer. Mm, Yeah. So if you have ever been told because you wrote some haiku or something for a, uh, school or anything like that, oh, you should be a writer, and you took that to heart, but you don't actually love the process, then you shouldn't be a writer. <laughs> no. You yeah, know what I mean? Free. Fly. Be yeah. free. <laughs> don't, don't ever listen to shoulds unless, you know, it comes from your heart. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There is one other thing that I want to mention
1: uh, that is important with the question what am i afraid of that's preventing me from writing the story and that is that the answer to this question can help you figure out what kind of conflict you can put into your story uh yeah obviously if it's just i'm afraid of writing that's going to be kind of tough to work into the story but if it is for example lack of support how can you put that conflict this people opposing a character who yeah. really, truly loves something, how can you work that into your fiction in some way that is not just blatantly cutting it out of your life and pasting it onto the page? Yeah. <laughs> um, because I used the hell out of that.
0: Yeah, and we're, we'll be doing um, an episode on that, on how to disguise the issues in your life and not get sued. <laughs> yes. you know? We actually have plans to do an episode on that. So, you know, but it's it's important to use real life feelings that you have, you know, in real life situations altered slightly and real people altered in in order to motivate you and also make your writing better. Mm-hmm. Because if you're speaking from knowledge and the heart, it just makes everything you create better. Exactly, yeah, that that is very nicely said. And I know of one that is not on the list, probably because you were thinking all outline related. Mm-hmm. Um, Pansing. Okay, so let's talk for a minute about pansing.
1: Sometimes your story just wants to be told, and you need at that point to just ignore the out, out <laughs> to ignore the idea of an outline, and to go ahead and just write it. This works much much better for short fiction than for long fiction. Much better for uh, up to no, no, even novelettes. As opposed to novels and it becomes very very tricky if you're pushing past the 50,000 word mark ask me how I know
0: it would also really suck to pants um, an entire series
1: oh god oh god oh god because you are looking at continuity errors beyond belief Mm -hmm. and revisions that would be bloody and miserable but for short stories for for everything from 500 word flash to maybe 15,000 word um, novelettes uh, go ahead go ahead and just just leap and trust your muse to do something cool because there is nothing that is unfixable you can always revise it later
0: I think that again this is a not a one true way kind of thing because you have a very specific view of pantsing but there are some authors who only pants and are very good at it um, I would now you said he's gotten better. Stephen King's endings are uh, used to be, you know, in certain books, not great. Like I hated the ending of It; it was just anticlimactic. Yeah.
1: It's, but it's his the one with the car, um, Christine. Christine, yeah. Um, a bunch of different stuff that I read. He just completely blew the ending.
0: As far as I remember, I thought Christine fit the same with Thinner. I thought they fit, but maybe. Maybe I'm remembering them wrong because I haven't read those in a while. Yeah. But I I think that he doesn't blow the ending in every single case, but he does, especially in slightly bigger novels, you know, from from way back when. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently he's gotten better. I haven't read any of his recent stuff because I just haven't been buying um, the the books but I the one he did about preventing
1: the Kennedy assassination was fucking brilliant and he lent he nailed the ending
0: I want all of his books I definitely do it's just about money and Stephen King is always an expensive buy you know comparatively oh yeah yeah you he's never on sale (laughs) no and he doesn't have to be Um, but that's, that's the thing is that everything up to the ending and sometimes the entire book that he has done, he's pantsed. And now he wrote a shit ton before he ever got sold. Mm -hmm. He had a whole bunch of rejection letters and I mean, he wrote and wrote and wrote and just didn't stop. And so he honed his craft like Holly did, but he pants. He he or he pantses. I don't know how you would say that, but he is a panting author. So that is one area that you know you you don't do because of talismana. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a certain amount of panting involved when it comes to Dead Man's Party and how to write a novel.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm provisional outlining that at about five scenes ahead right now.
0: Yeah, and so there is a little bit of it's kind of like a a dance. A pants dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a an outline versus pantsing. But or a mix of the two.
1: Yeah, then the nice thing about that is that because I am doing the revision now I do actually know how it ends. Yeah. So yeah. I I am writing towards a known ending and this is a revision. So yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's that's the thing, is that some authors, even though you don't suggest pantsing, some people are just natural pantsers and they're very good at it. But you have to know you have to put your work in front of readers and, and listen if they tell you, well, that ending is boring or that ending doesn't fit or that ending sucks. I have one,
1: one kind of contrarian thing to say about that at the same time. Is, oh, yeah. Yeah, that there are people who insist that they are pantsers but who haven't finished anything. Yes. If you're not finishing anything, you're not a pantser.
0: Yeah, that was my point. Is that you have to know you're actually a pantser. Yeah, a lot of people also who don't write original, who haven't finished original work, but finished a bunch of fan fiction. They say, "Oh well, I'm a pantser." Um, if yeah, <laughs> different processes.
1: You have to know how to build a world. You have to know how to build characters. You have to build know how to
0: build your own conflicts. You yeah, yeah. and pantsing is just it for a lot of people it's also out of laziness because they don't love the process of creating the things that sometimes you need as a writer, the The characters you need to know a little bit about them, the plot, the world. If all of this stuff doesn't excite you, I think maybe you might be doing it wrong because you've got to find a way to make that behind the scenes stuff excite you. Yeah. It needs instead to be fun. Of just, yeah. Yeah. If you, if you, if you can, I'm, I mean, Stephen King probably didn't like any of that stuff, so he builds it into his story as he pantses. I don't know. (laughs) I don't
1: know. And I have no idea what his revision process is. Yeah. um, Or whether he just dumps the whole steaming mess on top of an editor and says, (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) On to (laughs) you. Yeah. So I think that's everything up until the takeaway, right? Yeah. All right. So Holly has uh, the takeaway. But before we do that, I'll just let you guys know how to follow us. You can follow us at A-I-A-R-W-I-P on Instagram, on Twitter. You can follow us on... Alone with Invisible People on Instagram. You can also follow, follow Holly at holly.lisle or myself at r-g-a-l-a-r-d-o. That's r-gallardo. And now I have two cats up here. One of them was <laughs> sniffing the other's butt. Thanks, Holly. Um, and you can follow us on Facebook. It is Alone in a Room with Invisible People. You can go to our website at alonewithinvisiblepeople.com. There are also a lot of different ways to support us. If you would like to, you can go to alonewithinvisiblepeople.com slash support us. But even just sharing, rating, reviewing, that means a lot. That helps us out. I also wanted to say Holly has a YouTube channel. So if you prefer to listen to us on YouTube, there is no visual, you know, us talking or anything like that. Is But we do have a YouTube. It's Holly Lyle. Just type Holly L-I-S-L-E into the search engine and you know it'll it'll pop up and we are trying to get a little bit more description into all of the episodes it's just turning out to be a little bit of a hassle for me to to handle that for Holly. If you'd like to be notified of all of the episodes You can sign up for our reminder list. It is at alonewithinvisiblepeople.com and there is a little bar that pops up on the top. And and I believe that if you scroll all the way down to the bottom as well, it will pop up on the bottom saying, if you like this, go ahead and follow us. And that is an email list though. So that, and the only thing we ever send out is related to the podcast in one way or another. It's not related to Holly's writing classes. The best way to interact with us is to join the forums it is hollyswritingclasses.com it is a free account you get free stuff with the free account (laughs) (laughs) and there is a whole bunch of amazing people and you can also interact occasionally with holly or myself in the forums as well so just look for alone in a room with invisible people or alone with invisible people podcast forum and you know join in you know especially if you are new at writing it is an amazing place for resources holly has a ton of free articles on HollyLyle.com. just a ton of free articles so i mean and plus she created the how to write a the free how to write flash fiction course that comes with your account she created that specifically so that people could get it for free and by the end of it, if you follow everything, you might have saleable work. It depends yeah. on your strength as a writer, how well you follow the, the list, how, how well you can create, you know, worlds But it teaches, and, yeah, it
1: teaches all yeah. of that process. So, yeah. um, and it does it in a very simple step-by-step format with lessons and printable worksheets. And the objective is for you to have about 11 stories done by the time you finish the class three weeks later.
0: Okay, so how about the takeaway, Holly? Okay, the takeaway here is something that's
1: really important to remember. The outline is not writing. It's just one tool toward writing, and it's flexible. It is ignorable if you choose. It is completely configurable to what you need, and under no circumstances do you allow it to stop you from doing the thing that actually counts, which is writing the story
0: so that has been our episode on this question and holly um i guess i just i just want to say again you know we love all our roomies (laughs) we love all you guys and um yeah join us in the forums talk to us if you're not already there let's let's get some writing done yeah
1: holly yeah the, the and just remember that the thing that isn't working for you is the thing that you can change